give yourself some grace. You don't have to rise to anybody's standards, but God, you don't have to please anybody but him. And he is pleased when your family is taken care of, when your body and your spirit and your mind is taken care of. And from that overflow, let's get it. Let's get it clear. It's from that overflow that we do ministry. We love knowing and keeping secrets. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel valued. But that is the best kept secret. We are loved by the creator of the universe. This season, we are coming together with some of the most confident women that you will ever meet to discover the secret to moving beyond insecurity. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then Queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, it's me Liv and I am so incredibly grateful that you have chosen to join us for another episode of The Best Kept Secret. It is such an honor to do life with you. It's my prayer that you would know I do not take your presence for granted. I have really been encouraged during our conversation and I pray that you can say the same throughout this series. We are talking about how to grow more confident in the Lord and each and every guest has brought the pain that they've walked through, the strength that they've found and the wisdom that they now enjoy in the Lord so that we may be encouraged. And my goodness, I am just over flowing with gratitude. If you feel grateful, if anything that any of the guests have spoken has resonated with your heart, I'd like to ask you to head over to Apple Podcasts or Audible and leave a review. It will really bless this podcast. And I would love to pass specific reviews that were written for guests that may have touched your mind and your heart onto them so that they would be encouraged and know that their time with us has not been in vain. I am really grateful for my sister friend, Taylin Gutierrez. I got to meet Taylin out here in Las Vegas. And since then, we've just had the opportunity to encourage one another. And the Lord is just moving in her life tremendously. So Taylin, I want to thank you so much for the time that you took out to write a review. She writes, live is full of life and creativity. Every topic is packed with great real life experiences and many tools that will help us along the way. I have learned so much from my sis and hope you do as well. Mm. That means so much to me and I'm so incredibly grateful for you, sis. Y'all, today, I have another guest with me that I'm excited to introduce you to. But before I do that, I'd just like to read 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 9 over you. It reads, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. 
Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I appreciate how slow he is. You know, there were many times in the word that the Lord said that it was for our benefit that he waits to come and I am so very grateful for the confidence that we get to walk out on a daily basis in him to ensure that as many people as we have the power to connect to and influence them for the gospel can turn to him as possible. I appreciate that this verse reminds us that he is outside of the confines of time because he created time. And we not only can find the encouragement that he has strategically orchestrated everything for his glory, but that it is also working for our good. We are gonna get into this topic today. So as we prepare to do that, let me introduce you to my guest. Kelly Foster is an author, speaker, and an advocate, and she is the founder of the online women's ministry, Imperfectly His. She's the author of the Proverbs 31 Woman, Stop Making Me Look Bad. And as a YouVersion Bible devotional partner, Kelly has helped thousands of women embrace their impactful stories, become healthy, whole, and healed while pursuing their passions with purpose. Kelly is a minister of the gospel for over 12 years now, and she served as a church planter, coach, and mentor to many. When Kelly's not juggling dinner or writing deadlines, you can find her binge-watching documentaries with her three beautiful daughters in St. Louis, Missouri. Without further ado, Let's go on and get into this conversation. All right, y'all. I am so excited to get into this conversation. I have my friend here. And sis was the first person that I met online that I actually met in person. And I may try to find the picture. I may, and then I will pass it over to Kelly and see if I have permission. She looks amazing. I don't know what kind of phase I was going through. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure. I was definitely doing the natural, which you know, I love, but it was like, dang, Liv, like, like for real? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't feel like fixing your face up or nothing. Anyway, if I can find the picture and I have Kelly's permission, I am going to share it, but it, it's a rough one, y'all. It's a rough one. So. <laughs> I probably feel the same way. <laughs> How you doing, girl? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I probably, you know what? If you post, you can post it. I don't care, but I probably feel the same way about myself. Looking <laughs> no, at no, that. no. Seriously, you look good. You look like you were going to meet somebody from coffee. I look like I just got out of a car on a road <laughs> trip after three days, which no. is more than likely the case. However, right. I should have visited a bathroom or something. Like, <laughs> Freshen up the lip gloss. I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I am so glad that you have joined us today. And you know, 
if I can find the picture, which I have a feeling I know where it is, I'm going to put it up because we're talking about the confidence to embrace our imperfections that's right. and they give somebody else some courage. Okay. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so that's you right. have a ministry that yes. the Lord has just birthed through you called Imperfectly His. And yes. can you just tell us like, how did you get started? Why is it that you have really just felt connected to this message? And what are you doing? We want all the things. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Let me see where to start. You know, I wish my story was, was like cookie cutter picture perfect, but it's not. And that is, that's really why I serve in this capacity. So I started in perfectly his 2015. I live, you're also the, probably the very first person that I've met in real life from meeting online. You can find internet friends, y'all, in real life. It is it is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I started in 2015 and I knew that God called on my heart to speak and to share my story. And that's kind of all that I knew. I had started to preach for, I've been preaching for about five years at that point. And so God was like, no, I want you to venture out, you know, a little bit further past your front yard and, and, you know, be a little bit more open about the things that you were going through. So I talked about parenting and marriage and all these things. I was married at the time and, you know, life started to take some turns and ministry looked a little bit different for a while. And so I ended up taking a break and came back a couple of years ago with a new and improved sort of 2.0 message, not different, but just enhanced because Mm -hmm. I've learned that God will take you as he takes you on a journey. He'll take your ministry and your calling on a journey and that's okay. So I exist to support Christian women to help them become healthy, whole, and healed. I love encouraging women to pursue their passions with purpose. And I speak from a very authentic and just a raw place of you can have an imperfect life and still be used to the glory of God, because I think that's all of our story. And so when it comes to all these big ideas and big thoughts and dreams and promises that God has put on your heart. I speak and I come from a place of you can do all those things despite how imperfect your life is. God's going to grow you through it. You're going to go through some things, but you can still be used to the glory of God. Yeah. Ah, so powerful healthy, healed, whole. These are all things that we want in our lives. These, This is what we want to exhibit. You know, I love that you said that you felt as if the Lord was kind of leading you to take a moment. And then when he brought you back into the ministry and everything, it wasn't a different message, but it was enhanced. I think that's yes. so powerful. Can you tell us how you felt, you know, when you were taking a small break and even in that beginning moment when he began to speak again and call you forward, was it something that you'd always known you were going to come back to and pick back up? Or did you think that it had passed? Bring us into that. Oh, wow. Okay. So let me just start off by saying that whole entire season was a very dark season for me. It was a very uncertain season. And honestly, it I I felt like I was on that boat with Jesus and he was just sleep child. He was sleep on me and I'm sitting up here drowning. I'm like, you know, I feel like I am dying before I, cause I knew Jesus was with me. I, I've never felt separate. I've never felt alone. I knew he was right there with me, but everything seemed to be 
crumbling right beside me, right in front of me. And I felt like he wasn't doing anything. So it was a very dark season. My family was going through some changes and I was having trouble in my marriage. And I was trying to hold down and trying to keep it together in my own strength. I'm trying to fix it, which is, which is some unhealthy patterns that I learned growing up. And it just wasn't working out. The marriage was crumbling. Things were falling apart. Like I said, as, as I watched it before my eyes, but like I said, when God called me into ministry in 2010, and when he asked me to go step out and sort of venture out into this public ministry in 2015, there was a huge promise. It was a huge promise. And things felt like they were crumbling all around me. But God gave me a promise. And I never forgot that promise. And honestly, the promise began to haunt me. It began to haunt me during this season because he never came back and told me that the promise wasn't going to happen, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see how what God told me that he would do through me, which I was too afraid of. Honestly, I really didn't want to embrace it, but he told me and it was very sure. It was very certain. It was not, it was not one of those. This might happen. I was sure I had every bit of confidence in what God told me, but because everything was crumbling around me and because my ministry at the time was deeply rooted in my marriage and my family as it was that day. You know, I was a pastor's wife at one point. I came up under my former husband as a minister. So my very foundation, my roots of learning, you know, what it means to minister and to grow in the Lord in that way, it was deeply connected to those relationships. And I'm like, how are you? This doesn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. And so um, I had to step away from the ministry because I recognized one thing. Number one, I can't do this inauthentically. What I can't do is present myself as if I have it together Mm. or even present myself as if I have something to offer Mm. when I don't have anything to offer. When I feel so broken, right, because I'm seeing the situations that I'm in, I'm seeing my unhealthy responses. And I know enough to know that, wait a minute, that's not okay. That's coming from somewhere. You need to check yourself. And as much as I I love to speak and talk and share and, and support other women, my biggest ministry is at home and is at me with me. So I stepped away from imperfectly his. I didn't, I didn't shut everything down. I just said, you know, I'm, I'm taking a step back. And I thought I just needed time to focus on my family and get that in order. I didn't know the whole dang family would fall apart. I didn't know that I would enter into a divorce. I didn't know that I would separate, totally separate myself from the life that I once knew and begin this new life. But that is exactly what happened. And so, like I said, the the promise haunted me because I couldn't see it. I'm a very analytical person. I like to figure things out. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So I like to have plan A through Z and then AA through YY. Like I like to have my plans in order. And so when the plans didn't look like they were in order, I got confused. I got scared. I I felt unsure. I won't say that I didn't trust God, but I was side eyeing him. 100%. And me and God's relationship is very personal, <laughs> very personal. And so God, I'm not afraid to side Jesus. Like, what are you doing? You know? And so, um, it was a very tough time. So kind of pivoting from that, I began my own personal healing journey. And I'm going to say that was, that was sort of the catalyst for the change. So you, you find yourself in a place sometimes that you, 
you're not the reason why you got there. You know, everything isn't all on you. There's different events that led you to this place. So I was in that place. And from that place, God picked me up and said, okay, girl, we're not going to stay here. You got to heal. That's what you got to do. And I'm like, but it's, I'm not the problem, you know, and other people are doing this. And I, you know, I, you know how we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, you're, especially when you're the competent one in your family or your friend circle, you have it all together. Mm-hmm. And God showed me myself and it wasn't cute. It was mm-hmm. ugly actually. Mm-hmm. And so I began the therapy independently, mm-hmm. not marriage counseling, not, not marriage therapy. I began individual therapy. I began going to groups with other women who understood what I was going through, who understood my story and could support me in, in the, in the specific thing that I was dealing with, but also encouraged me in the Lord. And I just put everything on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I really did. It was a leap of faith. And I didn't even know that that was what I was doing at the time. I just knew this is something we talk about in recovery, not just not just like substance abuse recovery, but just life recovery. You do the next right thing. And God kept showing me the next right thing because he knows I'm a planner and he wasn't going to give me the plan. He never does because he wants me to trust him. And so I just had the next right thing and I followed it. I followed the next thing because I knew enough to know you don't disobey what daddy's telling you to do. I've been beat up enough with that. So that's really what let each step led me closer and closer. The healing was first. And then after the healing got to a certain place where I felt like I was ready and God was like, okay, you're ready now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny. There were certain things that were happening. Liv, you were part of this journey. I don't know if you remember, but when we started working on the anthology, I was deep in that season. And I told God maybe a month or so before I said, you know, this is how I talked to him, you know. I'll do it if, you know, somebody says something, because then I'll know it's you, but I'm not getting out there. Like, I'm not going to put myself out there. If someone invites me to speak or if someone emails me something, I'll, fine, I'll do it. You know, and then I get an email from Liv and I'm like, oh, goodness. Uh oh, <laughs> you know, but I knew at that point it was yeah. it was it was God. And he's like, no, it's time you've you've been sitting. I want you to keep healing. I want you to keep growing. But now I want you to take what you're learning and growing and move because I've still got that promise. I've still got that work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was full. And I just thank you for your transparency and your candor. I am sorry for the dark season that you walk through. However, I'm so grateful that you were, you know, out of it and that you can now look back on it and share it with those that may be in the middle of it themselves, because we know, we know that at any point you can be, you know, having everything good going on for you in one area and severely and incredibly suffering in another. And so I appreciate just your transparency there and the courage and the confidence that you alluded to, which you took to step away from everything. A couple of episodes ago, we talked with Irene Rollins and she kind of mentioned about how we have this tendency to keep powering through us especially in ministry. And I just feel this incredible, incredible sense of encouragement that the Lord is bringing to the listener to really find the freedom and feel the freedom to take time off and to get into that intimate space with him again so that we can continue to give from that healthy place. And so I just, I appreciate that so much. 
Our conversation will be back in just a moment. But for right now, I want to ask, are you the creative, the queen, or the conqueror? Could you be all three? I want to invite you to head over to liveduly.com and take the Confident Collaborations Quiz. Together, we are going to walk in our calling more confidently than ever before and engage in kingdom collaborations. This two-minute quiz will help you identify your strengths and even a few areas of growth to help you be everything that God designed you to be. It's at liveduly.com slash quiz, and you can find the link in the description below. You get the email because that's how God does, right? Like, I'm like, of course you did. Of course you got an email. Time, you're just like, no, Jesus. If I get an email, then he's like, oh, email it is. Okay. Right. That's your card method. Okay. Right. I got you. Um, so, so you get this email and you begin to write with the anthology and we go through that process and everything. And then he begins to speak to you about a few other areas. You've kind of shared bits and pieces of this with me in passing because during that next year, you wrote a book. And this was a book that you had kind of picked back up. So bring us into that. You begin to write with the anthology. You begin to step out, start speaking again. And he reminds you of this dream that he'd given you. Yes, yes. He's so sweet. You know, God is so sweet in that he meets us where we are and he gives us exactly what we need to get to the next, again, that next step. That's it. Sometimes it's so hard to see down the road when you're right in the thick of it, but God is so patient, so kind. Like I said, so sweet, you know, just so sweet to give you what you need for that next moment. And so the anthologies was exactly what I needed. I needed, I needed a win. You know what I mean? I've been going through, I've been doing all this work, Healing is hard work. It is not easy. It's not fun. I don't like it. I still don't like it. It's ugly some days, but it's worth it. You know, it's so valuable, but you're doing all that work and your, and your emotions are all over the place and you don't feel solid. You just feel eh sometimes. And so I needed a win. I needed encouragement. I needed to sort of be redeemed. You know, I needed something to speak to me. I needed the Holy Spirit to speak to me and say, girl, I got you. I always have had you and this is what I want you to do still. And so with that encouragement, I felt so encouraged by the anthology, so honored to be asked to be a part of it, the entire process. It just motivated me and it gave me the strength to make that next step. And we did. I said, shoot, I could do this this you know and all of a sudden the big mountain it wasn't so big anymore it it was so big just a few months prior but all of a sudden because what God allowed me to experience through the anthology it just seems smaller like you can do this and so again I took the next steps and I'm the kind of person where I have to tell somebody what I'm gonna do or I won't do it so I called a Christian And I said, honey, put me on the editing list. I don't know what you have going on, but put me, I'm going to have my finished product to you in two months. Put me on the list. And I just opened my mouth and said that I didn't have anything for her. (laughs) But I knew, I knew that because I opened my mouth and I said it, that I would do it. So I needed that. And 
that that's that's pretty much accountability, you know, and accountability comes in a, a many shapes and forms. But accountability is everything. We really can't move to the next step. You know, you can't move past where you are without that some level of accountability because it keeps us on track. So um, got got that on the schedule and just started. I, I prayed. Honestly, I started with a week prayer and I said, God, I don't even I, I don't even know how to do this at this point. It has been years since I have sat down to really be focused and write. My kids are older, which is good and bad at the same time. They're still in my face. They want my attention. I don't have it for them. I don't have it for me. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I need you to help me. I need you to help me. I want to finish this book. And this week prayer this week prayer, it, it, it reached the ears of God because I just start typing, you know, you just, you open up your book, you open up your MacBook or whatever you got and you just start typing, you know? Um, and I was able to miraculously now this book, like you said, I, I started this book originally in, in, I think it was 2016. I started writing this book um, or the, the bones of what would become this book. It was a study that we had done in our Facebook group and I had all the bones, but not the content. And so I took the framework of that. I knew what I wanted to do back then. I was like, that's a book, girl, this is good, you know, but I didn't, I didn't have a few pieces of it that, that came in later. And so anyway, I promise you in one weekend, I wrote that book one weekend and I wasn't tearing. I wasn't scared, anxious, nervous. I wasn't stressed. I, I sat down at that computer and my kids was in my face and my ear and I made a little dinner and then I went back to it. And then I went to do what I need to handle business. And I came back to it. it. It was divinely inspired. It was divinely motivated because I didn't have it. I did not have the strength to write. I didn't have the courage. It just came from me. But I had that little bit of faith, like, okay, God, it's on you. And if there's anything that I can say about my journey, that has been the biggest, has had the biggest impact on me and my relationship with God and the things that he has called me to do. When I give up, he steps up. Mm, mm. When I give up, he steps up. Oh, that is powerful. So I'd like to know, you know, are there, and I'm sure there are, but are there themes that he strengthened during the time that you took in the middle of that space where you were, you know, waiting in the middle of the space where you were gleaning in the middle of the space where he was pruning you in the middle of the space where he was growing your faith. Were there things that you were amazed that you had learned and had to offer in the book that you didn't think of, had never considered when you first wrote the original outline? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's so funny because the prior to uh, me sitting down that weekend and, and pounding out that book, I had the framework and I'll say, I probably had all the scriptures, all the content, you know, as we would say as creators, I had the content there, um, but I wasn't in the book. I wasn't in the book. I was given a lecture. I was, I was, I was repeating truth and that's good. That's good. It's truth. Cause it's true. You know, when it's true, it's true. When it comes from the Bible, it is true. 
But what God did for me in the season and what he allowed me to do through this book is to, first of all, embrace my story and reclaim my own story. I I didn't know. I I mean, I knew I had a story, but I didn't really know that I had a story. I had a bunch of mess is what I thought. I had broken dreams. I had broken promises. I had failures. And none of that looked like a story. And in this season, he showed me that that was a story. And not only was it a story, like it was the best story that I got. Like, if I don't tell this story, it doesn't happen in the world. Like, I've got to get this story out. And so instead of feeling ashamed about the stuff that I had gone through in this season, in that darkness, he showed me that this was my badge. Like, this was my flag. He taught me how to wave my flag. And so what I brought to the book after was me. And that's what God wants all of us to bring. Every single day when we walk into work, when we come in the house, bring us, fully us, all of us, the good and the bad, because the bad stuff is actually good. You know, we like, I call it smut TV, reality TV. We love it. Why do we love it? Because we get in people's business. We hear their stories. It's our stories that are so powerful. And the way God works is he takes our personal stories, combines them with his truth. And it's like a firecracker. It just, it explodes and it reaches the heart. And I find that those words that I'd written years prior they, they were powerful, but when I was able to embrace my story 100%, not making it something that it wasn't, not lying, but being authentic about where it is and where I am, God put his power on it. And, and when I read it, and I usually just think it was just me, and it may still just be, whenever I, and when I finish reading, I, every time I read the book, I just cry. I bawl because it's so personal. It's so personal to me. And I know what I had to go through to share these stories. And I just hope and pray, and the feedback that I've gotten has been great, but I hope and pray that it just continues to impact people to encourage them that, girl, you can do this. Nothing, nothing is too big. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is beyond his grace. Nothing is beyond his mercy. He can redeem that too. Mm, mm. (sighs) He can redeem that too. I have the honor to be on the book launch team for Dear Proverbs 31. Woman, stop making me look bad. And it is beautiful. And the response has been beautiful and I know that it is continuing to impact women's hearts. So I am excited to offer this as a resource as people kind of check out the show notes and everything to find it and to get it into their hands because I do know that it will bless them. And y'all, I'm giving away two copies. So go on, go on and leave a review and uh, we'll get you one of those. But I know, Some people want to know a little bit about the title. So can you tell us how on earth you came up with this title? It was JC. It was Jesus all the way. (laughs) It wasn't me. And I don't even remember how it came. I I wrote this whole book, Liv. I wrote the book years ago and then picked it back up. And I didn't have a title. I had no idea what the title would be. But so the way the book started was it started as a study of Proverbs 31 woman. And so I knew it was centered around that, but it wasn't really about that, if that makes any sense. And so I knew I wanted a connection there. And it was probably one of those things that came to me in the night because I get these messages at night. I wake up like, 
that's it. But essentially, I wanted it to be attention grabbing. I wanted it to be attention grabbing. I wanted it to be relatable. And this is how I really felt when I looked at the text, when I tried to examine it and see, you know, what, what is God speaking? What is God saying? My first response was, honey, this ain't me. You know, I don't, I don't see myself in her. And I know that I'm not the only one. I know that I'm not alone. And so the message of the book is that, you know, you may not see yourself in the people that you follow, the ministries that you love and adore, the books that you read. You may not see yourself in that, but who you are, your God-given identity is enough. And so we don't have to, you know, we don't have to be jealous of any person, what, no matter what their position is or their place, because the same things that God has done for them, he's done for us. The same identity he's given us, the fact that we're loved, we're cherished, we're chosen, we're his, we're beautiful. That doesn't change whether you have a broken marriage or you, you've dealt with substance abuse. It doesn't change that. And so that is really the heart and soul of the book. She's making us look bad a little bit. However, because of Christ and because who we are to him, you know, we all are, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're going to be all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we prepare to just wind down, I want to ask if you could just encourage the woman that is struggling to find the confidence to run her own race on her own timeline, her own God-given timeline, whether she feels that the Lord is, you know, telling her to slow down, pull back for a season and that's causing some anxiety to rise up or she feels as if he's telling her to get back in the game and she's a little hesitant what would you say to her you know what it really goes back to trust it goes back to trust we have to trust god it's a big word it it means so much and it's, it's it's so encompassing the word trust but we have to trust number one the calling that god has given us it doesn't change no matter what season you're in the calling doesn't change your assignment might change how you act in that season might change what how much energy you bring to the table that might change and that's okay right that's like you know, driving a car, how many miles you go today is not the same as tomorrow, but your call, it doesn't change. Okay. We have to trust that the same God that called you in the beginning is the same one that sees you in the very season that you're in today. And it's going to keep you and take you to where you need to be. Like I said, when I give up and I say give up, cause it's a continuous thing. When I give up, God shows up. He doesn't need me. And that's a big pill to swallow, especially when you have a, when you have a big dream, a big God-sized dream, a big promise that God has given you. He doesn't, he didn't give you, he didn't show you that promise because he needs you. He didn't give you that vision because he needs you. God's got people. He has plenty of people. He wants you. He wants to use you. But more than that, he wants you. He wants you. That's the most important part. You can have Instagram followers, you can have an email list, a best-selling book, but if he doesn't have your heart, he isn't pleased and he's not glorified. And we can listen to the gurus and the coaches and we can follow everybody's train of thinking. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't have our hearts, we're not where we need to be. That's what keeps me every day. 
It keeps me every day. It doesn't mean that I don't wake up some days feeling defeated because I feel like I should be somewhere else than I am. I shouldn't be here. I should be further along. I I shouldn't have to. I, I feel all of that. I go through the ups and downs of working too hard, not working hard enough, trying to find balance. I struggle so much with motherhood and parenting and feeling like I'm being slowed down by my season when I really could be, I could be doing so much more, right? No, where I am is exactly where God wants me to be. That's a big pill to swallow because we want to be somewhere else. But when you're able to admit that it's not God pushing you to do a bunch of stuff and it's you, then you can cut yourself some slack. Cut yourself some self some grace. You don't have to rise to anybody's standards but God. You don't have to please anybody but him. And he is pleased when your family is taken care of, when your body and your spirit and your mind is taken care of. And from that overflow. Let's get it. Let's get it clear. It's from that overflow that we do ministry. There is no ministry if you don't have an overflow. Take care of you first. Get your mind, your body, your spirit, your family, your house together. Then from that, that's what God wants to use. From the overflow, y'all. From the overflow. That's the best place. And when we choose to give from that place, we're not depleted at the end of the day. You know, when we choose to give from that place, we're not exhausted to the point of no return. And it is a really sweet place to minister to and from. Ah, Thank you so much for that encouragement. Before we find out where everybody can get connected to you and get the book and all of that, have a couple of quick questions for you. Okay. We want you to bring us into some secrets. <laughs> I, I laugh every single time I say that. They're never, they're never secrets. Never too secret. <laughs> so the first one is, what do you surround yourself with? What kinds of patterns do you participate in to help you remember to slow down? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'll say currently, um, I so everything changes all the time for me. Everything changes because every three months I'm in a different sort of cycle of things, especially between work and dealing with kids and whatever. Um, so don't be afraid to change this up. Um, but right now I'm in a place where God is calling me to get back to the basics. And so waking up and starting my day in the word, and I'm not that sounds real Christian-like, right? Get, get started in the word. I'm talking one verse. I'm talking two verses, maybe three, not that much, one or two verses. And just being able to read those first thing in the morning and just ponder on them throughout the day, that, that staying connected to the vine, that, that constant, like, okay, I'm feeding myself, but not trying to do too much because God can speak in very, very little things. So I would say that waking up in the word, um, Therapy, right? Having a therapist that can hold you accountable and say, "Oh, really? You sure you you sure you want to be doing that?" That, um, and also accountability in the form of friendships. Those are the three things that help me stay grounded, stay mindful of what I'm doing, and and focus. <laughs> mm, that's good. That's good. I love it. Starting in the word, being mindful, and going to therapy and connecting with good friendships. That is powerful. I love all of those because they each fulfill a different need and a different space and yet they complement one another so well and provide so much balance. Ah, So good. 
I want to know what are you listening to? What podcasts are you listening to or books that you're reading? Oh my goodness. Okay. So um, I, I'm actually a, a brain nerd. I love talking and learning about the brain and how it affects us. It, it has some real deep connection to our healing process. And so it's, it's very intriguing to me. So Dr. Caroline Leaf, I love her. Oh, good. I listen to her podcast all the time. Her last book, Clean, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, I think that's what it's called, Love, Love. So I would say those are, those are playing on my, on my, in my car. Dr. Caroline Leaf is so phenomenal. Oh my goodness. Cannot say enough about her. And if you want to sound like real smart, right? <laughs> like real smart, then, you know, just share, a little, out to bit. Her. share yes. a little bit that she shares. It was so funny. My cousin's wife is a neuroscientist. She is going Ooh. to medical school to specialize in this particular area right now. And I was able to share, oh, I love studying neuroscience. Right? I don't even know what it's called. But, right, right. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, I was actually able to back it up and share okay. a little resource and actually participate in the conversation. I felt it's special. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's phenomenal. The last question is, what is bringing you joy? What are you looking forward to? Oh my goodness. I, you know what? I am looking forward to the next part of the journey. I'm really looking forward to the next part of the journey. I can't see it. Right. So I'm kind of in the, a similar place that I was a few years ago, but it's different. So it's, it's a, it's, it's a more healed place, but in a more encouraging place, but I still feel just as uncertain, you know, God has shown me pieces of what he has. And I'm, I'm excited because I'm in a place where God, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do whatever you, I'm in a surrender place. And so I'm excited to see what he does with that. I'm excited to, again, continue to step back because it feels like the more I step back and put my own plans to the side, the more he just comes through. And it's almost like, I'm going to test you in this. You tell me to trust you. You tell me that you got me and that your plan, your ways, your plan is you is better than mine. Then you know what? Let's just see what happens. And so I'm excited and I'm, and I'm excited to also share the story because I know, I know God, I know how he works. He's going to want me to tell it all. So when I'm ready and when I'm in a place, I'm going to be so excited to share that piece of the story. Awesome. Awesome. Well, where can everybody get connected to you and get the book? Yes. So I'm online. My website is Kelly A. Foster. That's K-E-L-L-Y, not I or any of those other special things. <laughs> KellyAFoster.com. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, Imperfectly His. And yeah, I'd love to connect. And I just, you know, Thank you guys for listening. just want to encourage you that God has not forgotten about you. Mm, he's not forgotten. He's not forgotten. Will you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for being faithful, for showing up in the areas of our lives that are barren, the areas of our lives that, God, we just don't know what is going on. We stand today and we say that we trust you. 
We trust you with the uncertainty. We trust you with the anxiety. We trust you, God, with all of the plans and the promises, God. We submit our ways to yours, God, and we ask, God, that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. Help us to walk in the ways and the things that you have called us to, God. Not the things that we want to do, God, but the things that you have called us to and nothing else, God. May we find our rest, our peace, and our joy in you alone, God. I pray that you remove distractions that are in our way, that are holding us back, God, from walking in abundant life, God. I pray that you just help us to feel secure in the place that we are in, even if we Everything is shaking and moving all around us, God. Thank you for every single listener that is listening to this right now, God. Move in their lives in a miraculous way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen and amen. (sighs) That just blessed my soul. And I pray that you can say the same after this conversation. If that's the case. Would you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts or Audible and leave a rating and review? It would truly support this podcast and let the guests know that you value their time. I know I do. Now, in between our time here on the podcast, I do want to let you know that I am at Candid Live on Instagram and at Live Duly on YouTube. It would be an honor to do life with you. I look forward to the next time. Love you.